When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chickasaw Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe, and what a treat we got today. One of the best guys in the history of the business, the AWA heavyweight champion, the Big D heavyweight champion, the NWA tag team <laughs> champion with his brother, Scott. He is Wild Bill, Mr. Wild Bill Irwin. Bill, how you doing? That's it, baby. Oh, you know, I'm alive in northern Minnesota. That's all I can say. Other than that, we're doing just fine. You know, not well, get, I don't. Well, I don't want to get my ass kicked every day anymore. Anyway. <laughs> well, Bill, it's a pleasure having you on. John and I have been talking about getting you on here for a long time, and we finally, finally got the smoke signals working up in northern Minnesota there, so we could, <laughs> we could get you, get you on here. It's a pleasure, and just to let the folks know, you did break Stan Hansen's record. John and I had a bet going on. How long it take you to get on the Zoom call here? You got on right away, man. We're we're really proud of you. You know, Scott, well, uh, Scott, Bill. I, I I when I look at, I see your brother there all the time. You know, and uh, so yeah, I, I, I was close. I was real close to your brother. Then yeah. you came along. Tell us a little bit about about Scott and about you guys growing up and and I guess in Texas or Minnesota or wherever the hell it was that you grew up. Minnesota is a hell of a lot better than Texas, but so I hope it kind of leaned it towards ah! that. But you you, you, you <laughs> and Scott you and Scott you and Scott were great great high school athletes. You went on to college, played a couple of years of of hockey in college, yeah. right? Yeah, we both we we moved back here. We were both born on California, and my dad's mother lived here. And was starting to go had uh, problems, kind of going uh, dementia. So we moved back here when I was three. Scott was uh, five, and we moved back and started, you know, playing hockey and stuff here. And we played hockey, baseball, football, all the local stuff here in Duluth, Minnesota. And you know, both of us just uh, we both played hockey. I think I was probably better at hockey. He was better at football. And then he got a scholarship to go to the University of Minnesota on a full ride to play football. He could run a 4 5 40. Wow, he's a big guy, man. Yeah, back in the early 70s. So they got him down there. And he, he, uh, for the, the first year he was there at uh, Lou Holtz, was the coach. 
And uh, they started Scott. He started as a freshman. That was the first year the freshmen were allowed to play on the varsity. And Scott started for those freshman sophomore year. And then Lou Holt, I don't know, came in and uh, they changed coaches. And Scott kind of, he didn't fit in with the new coach, you know. And so he got pushed off. Uh, and he had to go eat at the fat man's table. They tried to get rid of him so that he could get his scholarship back. See, he had a full ride. And uh, all Scott, you know, he's stubborn as hell. He wasn't going to leave, so he didn't leave. He stayed for four years. And then when he was finishing up with college, he didn't didn't know what he was going to do. And I think he talked, you know, he had met Jim Brunzel because Brunzel was a football player at Minnesota also. And so Brunzel and they talked and he said, well, maybe you want to be a wrestler. Go talk to Vern Gagne. You know, he's an M man, went to the University of Minnesota. So Scott went there, talked to Vern, paid the money, and he had Cosgrove Viserys as the guy that ran the camp. So Cosgrove, you know, in those days, it was just beat you up and run you off. Well, Scott, there were two other guys that died early in their careers. Uh, Ricky Steamboat came through with Scott. Wow. And uh, so did Buck Zumhoff, but Buck has, uh, you know, he's gone off the deep end. You know, uh, we, we don't talk too much about Buck. And so then he got in and, you know, he started wrestling about that time. I went to, when I was here, I came out of high school in 73 and I went to uh, a local college to play hockey. And, uh, and I, I started there in 73, 4, and in 74, 75, we won a national championship for the, the hockey team, right? And then, I, you know, me being the Mr. Bright guy, I was, I was not a student, geez, you know. Well, I eventually, no I, eventually I, had, I, had to let, I had to let the school go, if you know what I mean. I had to yeah. kind of let it go. And then Scott was down in Charlotte. And he says, well, get out of Duluth. Uh, Scott's big thing was always get away from Duluth. That's why I went down to the main U and got out of here. And so I said, okay. So he was in Charlotte running with Flair and Mulligan and, uh, um, oh, God, the big guy, 300, 400-pounder. Can't think of his name. Anyway, he was running out there. So I went down to Charlotte, and then that was it. Went, started running them, started driving Flair around, Blackjack around uh, in their cars and stuff to the shows. And pretty soon I started seeing the same match 300 miles apart. Mm. <laughs> Was that Wait when Scott minute. first started training you too? Yeah, yeah. I went down there and, uh, oh, God. The only play, the, when we get into Charlotte on Saturdays, we'd go down to the Armory because they'd set up the uh, – the ring early and oh god larry uh larry larry sharp him and larry sharp yeah larry yeah larry was friends with scott and you know larry's dad had the east coast up there doing something anyway we'd go down there and larry sharp would beat up on me for a little bit and you know he never really tried to hurt me or you know run me off he just kind of be a little tight a little bit but you know i don't know and then eventually i got i got one match and then uh, we went home for Christmas, and then, then when I went back, they sent me down to – they sent me with Jacques Goulet down to Atlanta. 
And I went down there and I took his apartment and Jacques Goulet went on someplace else. You know, remember the wrestling roost there? Falcon's Rest? Falcon's Rest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I got an apartment in there. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, but you, yeah. but you survived it. A lot of people didn't survive that Falcon Drew. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was. Uh, you had to be tough. You had to be tough. But I, that's where I met, and that's where I met. Uh, I met Tommy Rich, Rick Martell, uh, um, some of the. Oh, there was a guy. You know, Stan Hansen was in there. Uh, there was a guy from alaska he drove this big black van god i can't remember uh, york mike york yeah those type, yeah i just met a bunch of those ole andersons and all that and i don't know i guess ole i don't know if he liked me or hated me but he worked <laughs> me he worked me every day and you know worked me on the weekend so i started running with i started running with tommy rich you know and running in the vans and then i I ran into the Freebirds, which oh God, you know how that is. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I met I met Michael when he was real young, real young. <laughs> Don't tell so him. How are I you alive? We... You started with Flair <laughs> and Mulligan. You go to Tommy Rich, and then you go to the Freebirds. The odds of you making uh, yeah. it to forty were really short. Very <laughs> slim and none, and Slim's out of town. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know just lucky you know just keep going <laughs> you know we'd have we'd have i'd have um, my i don't know how many times i get pulled over by the police and you have a minnesota driver's license a car with texas plates and the insurance is out of georgia and they'd look at all that and go oh god get out of here just get <laughs> yeah. out of here just it, just get away from me it, i want to talk to you it'd take too long to write all those tickets up i had this uh-huh. i had i had an expired florida dealer plates on my car yeah i had a north carolina driver's license i had a, a georgia insured i had we all had the same thing. That, 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 in that territory, you were outlawed just driving through that damn place yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah, talent? Yeah. What, what talent you around down there? No wonder you picked up the business really quick, uh, Bill, because you did. You picked up the business because I, I remember seeing you about passing through Charlotte. I remember seeing you there. You're just a big old rough raw kid, and I could yeah, see you yeah. doing well because Ole was from Minnesota and he liked those yeah. big Minnesota kids in there, and so he could they could beat up on them. So. You, you had a lot of talent around you to, to learn and pick yeah. up your business real quick. Well, yeah. My first day down there, when I first, first day I went into, down to see Scott, of course, Scott was training with Flair, right, at, over, and they'd go to Flair. We went to Flair's house, and the first thing I had to do was try and I was trying to do 500 squats, never done free squats before, right, and then doing sit-ups in the – Outside in the sun, in the humidity of Charlotte, I was puking before I had to go puke in Flair's bathroom. But, you know, eventually, I just keep going back. I, I, I got through it, I guess, uh, and, you know, went on from there. And, uh, you know, I think I think I think really those those squats of Ric Flair's and Bruiser Brody and I used to do squats that could if you can get through 500 squats in less than 15 minutes, you can go in the ring for just about as long as anybody else is going to go. Yeah. That used yeah. to be the thing back then, wasn't it? All the guys, all, all, everybody, we all did squat for some reason back there. We were great yeah. on our knees. Our knees were, everyone, none of us 
doing those things can barely walk nowadays. But that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a big thing. Do, do those squats. Do 500 squats or get a yeah. deck of cards out and turn those cards yeah. out and do those, do those squats. That yeah. was that was a training method. I'm I'm surprised Gene Anderson never got a hold of you and, and you know kind of talked to the rest. Well, Gene was Gene was around Oli when I was first went into Atlanta. He was around, and when I went back in there a couple of times, he was around. You know who was even around? What was the other uh, Anderson? Lars. Lars. Yeah, I was. I even ran into him. I was watching. I was watching uh, the Rock on TV. And they had an episode, and it was Lars Anderson in Hawaii. And I swear to God, that's when I met him because he wanted me to come to Hawaii and sign this big contract and do a. And for some reason, I looked at it all and thought, "God, get away from me!" You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't go there. So, yeah, yeah. One of the young guys in WWE is named Anderson, the Carl Anderson, you know, of the the Good Brothers, and they told him the same thing. He said, "We're going to name you Anderson." He goes. Is Arn and Ole okay with that? I think, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's had it ever since. Everybody was an Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. God. Is that hey, that you know, guy? You told me one time you caught Stan Hansen doing uh, step ups in a stairwell of a hotel and he told you K Fade. I mean, he was <laughs> he was actually a big like fitness guy, but he didn't want he didn't want anybody to know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stan, yes. No. You don't anybody know that he put such effort into into the work that it was just natural to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So God, yeah, I met him uh, in 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 Atlanta, running up and down the roads, running around. Well, was Bobby was Bobby Duncan Senior there at that time too? Because him and Stan used to pal around a lot. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember him, no. But I remember Bobby Duncan in Texas. And then I remember his son. And then I, you know, I know the son passed away years back. Uh, after you, after you did Georgia, there is that when you came down here to Florida for a little bit? Because I know you, you passed through down here a couple of times. Yeah, let me think. Went from uh, Atlanta. No, no, <laughs> no. I went to I went to Atlanta, and then from Atlanta, I went to uh, Louisiana. Well, Bill Watts. Right? Bill Watts, and then I went from Louisiana to Kansas City with uh, oh god, who's who is that old promoter had a bar downtown? Uh, Gus, or uh... anyway, and then from there I came to Florida, and Scott was there, so I came down and got with Scott, and that's as soon is that as when I you got, guys first doing the destroyer gimmick, or did you did you latch on that somewhere before? No, the destroyer uh, didn't come around till really five to seven years later in uh, out in Texas, or I think uh, we came into uh, we got we got run out of Texas because we lost a match or something, and to get back in, we you know we went under the hoods and Akbar had us. But the first first time I came down to it. Uh, Florida, when you were down there, was uh, back in, it would have been 69, 70. Uh, that was early, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing, Bill. I lost a, a loser leaves town match to the Freebirds. <laughs> and I, I was supposed to go work for Otto Vox over in Europe, and I blew out my knee, like, a short time after. And I came back home, and I told Akbar, I said, I got no money. I said, you got anything for me? He goes, 
yeah, kid, we'll put you under a hood. So <laughs> he did the same thing with me. Put me under a hood. Yeah. Get me out there. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. You know, Scott had been under the hood. And so, and he, I don't know, he had figured out how to do it because he was under the hood as a super destroyer for a while. And when somebody shows you how to do it, you know, well, okay, because the one trick he showed me was you got to wet the mask down before you put it on. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't breathe. And you're, you're, you know, when you first start the match, it's really hard. But if you moisten down the mask, wet it all down, wet your hair down and get underneath it, then it's not bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you guys did did did, did those mask gimmicks. I I tried that two times. They put a mask on me a couple of times as as a gimmick, Oklahoma Chickasaw or something like that. And, <laughs> and man, that, that's a that's the hardest thing in the world. And 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 you know, back in those days, we got to play around a little bit more. So if a heel knew that was your first time under a mask, he was always grabbing you, covering your mouthpiece up, and turning the mask just a little bit, where you really didn't know he started. But all of a sudden, you go to look. You can't yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You're always adjusting your mouth. That was that was a hard gimmick. You got to add, especially somewhere like Florida, where it's so damn hot underneath that yeah. thing. Man, that had to be miserable times. Well, that's the point of wetting the hood down. It made a difference when you first put it on. But you know, I still Nobody got told some... me that. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> Scott probably. Oh, he didn't want to tell you, letting you letting you suffer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I borrowed Scott's mask the first time I wore one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then we, you know, we did the super destroyers out there with Akbar in uh in Texas. And God, we even went out to then we went back to Atlanta with Oli and did those super destroyers out there. Just how was Akbar? Tell us a little bit about it. we talk about Akbar so much on this program because John and I both really, really have a ton of respect for him. I was with Akbar when I very first started in the business. Yeah. And he, he taught me so much riding along in the car with him. Well, what, what a good guy. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was a great guy. I mean, you know, he was just, uh, he, he'd take young people like myself and, uh, you know, to take him along, he could ride with him and that kind of stuff. And, you know, in the old days, right, not like, I don't know, I haven't been around the wrestling for a while, but the old days, you know, everybody rode in the cars and that you talk to the, the older guys and learn stuff from them telling you what they saw and that kind of stuff. Akbar was very good about that, uh, trying to tell you, you know, hey, you know, you got to watch the matches and don't do this and that kind of stuff, which, you know, you're learning, drinking beer, you know, running down the highways. He was, uh, yeah, he was just a nice guy, you know. I couldn't, I don't have anything. I couldn't even think of anything that anybody would have to say bad about Akbar. But yeah, Ag did the same with me, Bill, when I came down there. It was me, yeah. uh, him, and Killer Tim Brooks and James Beard rode all over together. But Ag took me under his wing. It was, it was really cool, yeah. you know, to, to have yeah. a guy like that that I looked up to so much and, and he'd take you and we traveled everywhere together. Yeah. Brain surgeons, brain surgeon. <laughs> every, hey, every fat woman he'd see, he'd go, <laughs> Mrs. Layfield, how you doing? My name was Layfield. So every fat woman he'd see, Mrs. Layfield, how are you? She goes, Oh, I'm fine. My yeah. name's not Layfield. He goes, Well, you look like a Layfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. You know. <laughs> Billy told me one time I was in there with Black Bart, and Bart had, he goes, 
gave, club me. You know, he'd give you a receipt. He'd just club you on the head with his fist, you know, and he'd fucking club me. And he goes, that's yeah. a receipt, you dumb greenhorn shit. <laughs> so I, yeah. I climbed down the ring. I didn't know what a receipt was. <laughs> so so I, I go to Ack. I said, Ack, I said, what's a receipt? And he goes, that means he wants you to receipt him like he hits you. He wants <laughs> you to hit him harder. He goes, well, so when he says receipt, hit him really hard. So yeah. I came back in there. Mars hit me. goes, it's a receipt. And I'm like, wow. Mars, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Bart. So Ak yeah, Ak Akbar yeah. Akbar also gets you in trouble if you listen to him sometime, huh? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. And well, that, that just... was all part of the business back then, you know, just playing those little tricks, little tricks of the mind like that on, on, on young guys. And uh, yeah, you know, that we miss out uh, the younger guys nowadays, I think they miss out on that because everything is so serious and it's gotta be, you know, with the pressure that they have nowadays. But yeah. we were yeah. we were in those house shows, you know, where we went and and you know, some little high school in Podunk, Texas, you know, and, uh, you know, five, yeah. 600, you could, you, you could really enjoy the business and really enjoy your work at that time. And it, it was, it was a lot of fun to be around guys like Akbar who had a great sense of humor, who wasn't trying yeah. to be mean or anything, trying to steer you the wrong way. Yeah. Just, you know, just, just learn a lesson from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, we was a, uh, when I was when I was with him, I was always, you know, what are you doing back here? Go watch the matches. You can't learn sitting back here. Go watch the matches. You know that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he was a uh, yeah, he was a great guy to be around when it was when you're young. Even when you're old, you still learn yeah. from him. Yeah. So I don't know. People used to come back. You know how young guys would always ask everybody in the dressing room how their match was. You know, most of the guys didn't see it. They'd all tell you, they'd all give him their opinion when they saw yeah. it or not. Akbar yeah. was the only one that go, ah, our sounded great. It sounded really well. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But he wasn't out there watching. No. He wasn't out there no. watching. He sounded good. <laughs> yeah. You know, so hey, that, Bob you know, Orton, and that's, uh... Bob Orton Jr. asked me one time, uh, I asked Bob Orton Jr. one time, uh, did he invent the mid-rope suplex? And he said, no, that he got it from your brother, Scott Irwin. Uh, your brother, was was he the inventor of the mid-rope suplex? Well, well, I don't know that. All I do know is that he came back from Japan with it once. He was He went to Japan, one of his early trips over there, he went over and somebody did it over there. And when he came back, he brought it over here and nobody was doing it over here and he did it. And so that became that, uh, yeah, the superplex or whatever you want to call it. That one off the second rope. Yeah. He brought, yeah, I think Bob the, did it. He, and then, yeah. then Randy, his son, it does it as one of his main moves also. But Bob told yeah. me right away, I was in Japan with Bob. Uh, you may have been on the tour and I asked him if he had, if that if he had invented it, where he got it from, and he he always said he got it from your brother. Yeah, well, no, Bill, I, Bill, I want to congratulate you. You're one of the the most honest guys we've ever had on. Because when we ask somebody if they invented, oh, of course I invented it. You know, and, <laughs> and you got there's nothing you invent in this business. Somebody used it somewhere along the line there forever. Oh. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah well, I invent I invented the big boot. <laughs> I invented the cowboy gimmick, John. <laughs> yeah, I knew we were going to get that. You and Bart uh, stole the cowboy gimmick from me. Oh, 
Here we go. Here we you go. You stole riding the Harley for me. You stole the yeah. cowboy gimmick, the bull rope, uh, the big boot. The, yeah, the big boot. Unbelievable. You know, nothing. There's nothing that ain't been done. So I don't. I I don't think uh, any of us would come up with something new. You know. But but what a what what a, what an honor it is. Though really, I mean, Bob Orton Jr. A guy like that saying, you know, I I didn't take it. I got it from Scott Irwin. There, you know. Yeah. Got to make you proud down the line there, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. So. You know, and then I don't know. A lot of that. Well, a lot of. Well, were you around Texas when 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 everything got so hot there with the with the Von Erichs? Was was you there or did you miss? Yeah. That no, no, I was there. That was from uh, out of Florida one time. Let's see. Um. Oh God! Don't call me yellow. What's his name? I right, Buck Robley. <sighs> Robley. Robley was leaving out of there and was going up to Atlanta and they were changing talent out and myself, Randy Tyler and myself got let go and we were going to go to Atlanta and on the way to Atlanta we heard that uh, Buck Robley wasn't going to be booking and so they didn't know what was going on. So Randy Tyler says, well, let's go to Calgary. So from Tampa we went to Calgary and then wow. from Calgary, yeah. And then we spent about Three months in Calgary, living up there, running down those highways with those screwballs, you know. I hope it was during the summertime. Mm, uh, yeah, it kind of was because uh, when I left out, and that was in uh, in 80, I went into uh, Texas in late, early September, went into Texas. And that's in 80, and that's when, uh, you know, Gary Hart was booking it and uh, – and I don't know, Scott knew Gary Hart, so he got me in down there. And I got in early on it. Yeah, it was before all the big shows, like that first big show they had before the first WrestleMania. I forget it. Anyway, at Texas Stadium and down there, I was all in on all that big Devon Eric stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, had, that had to be something to see that bust open like that. I heard an interview that you did uh, somewhere down the line where you were talking about but you know, you were the same age as, as, as all those boys there. That that was yeah. quite a group of guys. You know, you had you had all the Von Erichs, you had yourself, your brother, then you had the, the Freebirds come in. And yeah. I mean, talent after talent, it was just loaded, loaded with talent. And yeah. you, were, and you, you, you fit in right in, right in there because yeah. you're the same age as the boys. That was what it all really was, was all the, you know, all of the Von Erichs and all the boys were pretty much the same age. And so we all got along and, uh, you know, we enjoyed working. And so I was there, I was there for three years straight, usually. You that, know, that's a long was, time for that territory, too. Yeah, in those days, three years someplace is like a lifetime. Unless your but, name's Vaughn Eric, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I was there through all of it, through all of the deaths of every one of them, you know, from, I was on that tour for when David, when David died over in Japan. Was it? Yeah, I was on that tour, and then, well, hell, I've I've told this story before, but I mean, I was the last guy to see David Von Erich alive. Wow. Yeah, because you know, you know how you go to Japan and you 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 drink before you get on the plane, and then you get on the plane, you drink a little bit more, so you get and you you know fall asleep. Then when you you wake up when you get there, right? What do you do? You start drinking a little bit more. They take you to dinner. They, you know, do all the introduction stuff. And then we went out to that, uh, what, it was Ribera's? 
Yeah. Went to a steakhouse. Yeah. And ate, you know, and, and, and drank some more. And David's right there with, with us and, and going along and, you know, I've been with David from, we came right out of Texas. So I knew him well, and we were running around and we ended up going back to the hotel. We went into the hotel, went to the bar, ordered more food. He ate two plates of, of food at Ribera's. We got back to the, the hotel and he ordered another plate of snacks, but he went upstairs before he, he ate it and he came back downstairs and then he ate this other stuff. You know, it's just food. There's nothing wrong with it. And then when it's time to go, he says, well, come on up to the room. So I go up to the room with him. You know, we sit around and have another beer, laughing, giggling. I said, you know, I'm done. I got to go. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. And I left him sitting on the side of the bed. And he says, oh, I'm just going to call my wife and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. I left the next day. You know, we didn't go anywhere till late in the afternoon because we're doing tv right in town and we're all on the bus brody everybody's on the bus and we're all going where's dave where's david where's david you know we figured that you know the the promoters took him out somewhere during the day he wasn't there and all of a sudden what was that uh the referee's name over there joe Gucci. yeah he come on the bus brody brody come come and you know so Brody gets up and goes with him, and all of the other guys, we all look at each other. Everybody gets up and boof. So I'm right behind Brody. He's right behind the ref. And we go up to the first floor in the corner of that hotel. I can't remember the name. But anyway, right in the corner, sweet. Went in the door because a guy from the hotel opened the door. We went in the door and laying exactly where I left him. Sit, he, where I left him sitting, he was now laid back on the bed and he was as blue as this thing that I'm wearing, you know, he just blew and in come the, uh, the medics, you know, cause that's what we, we heard the ambulance is coming. That's what made everybody go. Ah. So we up, we go, go in and here comes this little <laughs> Japanese medic and they get on the bed and they're trying to resuscitate him, but he's bouncing in the air, you know? And so Brody and I had to grab him, uh, by his feet and, and his hands and we slid him off the bed and when we slid off when his head slid off the bed i had him by his wrist his head fell back and glob of food come right out of his mouth you know and then they jumped on him and tried to resuscitate him and uh there was no resuscitating him you know but they kept working at it but we all kind of were like oh i'm set stood right there and watched it and then we all kind of got out and finally they brought him out and took him away. And obviously he was, he, I, we knew he was dead when we saw him because like I say, his skin and his face, he was blue. So that was the Just first like, day of that first, the first day of basic of the tour. First day of the tour. Wow. wow. That had to be a, a sad tour from the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and they brought flair in to take his spot. I believe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so the whole thing kind of, you know, and then, you you know, they wanted to have a funeral over there for him, and they wanted, you know, they wanted Scott and I to wear the mask, mask <laughs> to the funeral, and we're kind of like, oh, no, 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 this is this is more than wrestling. I, you know, we didn't want to wear the mask. I don't even think we did. I think we just went to the funeral, and, you know, but anyway, so it was like, 
Yeah, it was very sad. And then when we got back, there was more funerals uh, once I got back in into Texas, you know. Did you go oh, back yeah. to Texas? Yeah, after that after that tour, I went back to Texas. Yeah. yeah. That that funeral, then, that funeral in Texas is probably one of the biggest things at that time and uh, to that mm -hmm. date that anybody had ever seen. That had to be what a what a what a sight that had to be. That was it was huge, yeah. I don't know. I brought back I brought back some stuff that uh David had or was uh, you know, just some mementos from the tour and I gave them to Fritz, you know, at some point afterwards and uh so it was kind of like yeah, always yeah, from right there, then you just kind of, I just kept going, stayed there for a while, you know. Roberta's had a picture of that night, right? What's that? Roberta's ha had a picture of that night, right? You guys sit and stand around drinking? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. it's on the wall. And yeah. Did he, did he drown? Is that what it was that you think that happened to him? Well. In, in the food? Yeah, he, he, was, a, uh, he was a purger. You know what purgers are? They, yeah. you know, eat a bunch yeah. of food. Well, when we came back after we sat and I've sat and thought about it for a long time. When he, we came back to the hotel, he went upstairs for two seconds. Well, he went upstairs and puked, pure purged, you know, and then he came back downstairs and ate a bunch more food. And then when he went upstairs, I think it just, he regurgitated it. And, uh, you know, cause he had, he had that problem of, uh, uh, kicking up, uh, you know, regurgitating the food and purging. So I don't know. I think it just, it pur he purged on it. And then I think it kicked up in his throat and it killed him. Wow. And it, it sounds like though that right after you left the room, he must've passed away. Yeah, it was, would have been pretty, pretty quick. Yes. Because we went all, but here's the other deal. We didn't, it was late when we when I got out of the room. You know, I don't I don't know what time it was, but it's it's late. It's probably midnight or something. And nobody saw him the whole next day until late afternoon. So, you know, no, he didn't come out of his room. Nobody saw him at all until we went in the next afternoon. And there he is, laying on the bed. Everybody, you know, after you looked at him and we, you knew he was dead and but he was still it was a really a dark blue everywhere oh, wow yeah bruiser, bruiser brody bruiser was one of your buddies too right at that time and you guys had yeah. the road quite a bit together brody was quite a unique character too uh you know during his time time in yeah. the ring yeah i ran with uh i ran into i met brody in kansas city through some other guys and when the first time I went, I was down in Tampa and uh, one of the funk, the older funk, Terry, no, Dory. Dory Jr. Asked, called me and asked me if I wanted to go to Japan. And I'm like, well, sure. You know, so off I go. It was like a week or two weeks. I don't know, it was two or three weeks. Anyway, as soon as I get in there and I come through immigration, there's Brody standing there. And I went, Brody, you know, because we had I had met him in Kansas City earlier, maybe, you know, a year before and ran around with him a little bit there. And so, yeah, that was fine. And then once you're over there, I just ran. I just went everywhere with Brody. Yeah. And, you know, Brody liked to do free squats and I could do the free squats with him. 
So we do squats before the matches, for Christ's sake, and then go out and kick everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as, as big as Brody was, that guy, he, 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 he just, I remember when he was in Florida, and he got he got me and my brother on those, those free squats, too. We used yeah. to, an hour, hour before the match, and we'd be back in the back of that shower. Just yeah. pumping them out, pumping them out. Everybody looking at you. you guys won't be able to work. Then we go out and go forty five minutes of that heat, man. And yeah. as big as Brody was, he he was so damn fast in the ring, you know, know. and in such good shape. He keep up with anybody. Well, that's what he told me. He says if they can't keep up, they can't beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I thought, so that's what he's trying to do. My brother and I he's trying to blow us up so we won't have any comebacks in the ring. <laughs> yeah. If they can't keep up, they can't beat you up. <laughs> yeah, and that's the truth, you know. Somebody wants to try and beat you up, well, you blow them up, and when they're sitting there sucking wind, you can kick them in the head, right? That's what he told me. <laughs> that's the way how, it how, many would he, how many would he do? Well, I, he, he would do thousands of them. He'd, he'd hit up in a couple of thousand, maybe 2,500 of them. Really? Yeah, and in about 45 minutes to an hour, he would take breaks in between. I mean, it wasn't like he'd pump them all out at one time, you know, but he, he was. Well, I know that we used to do, we used to do sets of 500. Yeah. You know, wow. 500, if you're, well, and I remember that you, we used to do, do them in 13 minutes. So wow. you're doing, you know, you're doing them pretty quick. Yeah. You're just, you're moving. And doing the squats, five hundred straight through. So I know him and Steve Kern over in Orlando in the dressing room did like did like thirty five hundred about oh, an hour hour before the match, and oh, then yeah. went out, and then went out and had a forty five minute match. You know, and neither yeah. one of them come back breathing hard. <laughs> no, yeah, they come back laughing and giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, that was that was that was Brody. Brody was uh, Brody was a good guy too. He, uh, yeah, I don't know, Brody's like, a great guy. Yeah. He took me under his wing and uh, over in Japan, and uh, you know we went everywhere. And I, I remember going to find get shots for something because he was nervous about uh, some I don't know what it was, just some disease I got. And he wanted to go get a shot, and he says, "Come on!" Well, I says, "What are we doing? We're gonna go get shots." And I I hate needles. I don't want a shot. I know. Get away from me. But I thought. Well, if you're worried about it, I guess I better worry about it too. <laughs> well, yeah, we had, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Frank is a really misunderstood guy because, man, yeah. if that guy liked you, there was no better friend to have than than, than, than Frank Goodish. I mean, that guy that was a was a great guy. If he, if he didn't like you, uh, you, you uh, he could torture. He could torture you, all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He just had that old school mentality, you know. If you ain't gonna keep up with me, I'm gonna keep on you until you do something, you know. And yeah. that, that was the old school way. I mean, he he would work. He'd, he'd push your ass until you come back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You had to be able to go. I went over with him. Uh, I tag teamed with him in in uh, in Japan on a tag team tour over there one time. It was uh, me and him, and we worked against Stan Hansen and. Uh, uh, Abdul the Butcher. Oh my God! I mean, you know, just Stan Hansen knocked me out with a lariat. <laughs> <laughs> he can't see. That was his yeah, 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 see yeah. <laughs> The old can't see trick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Oh shit! You can only giving me that, Stan. I still give him. I still give Stan shit about that when I see him. Yeah, yeah. Can't see. He he gave Barry Windham a black eye one time. It's me and Windham against Stan and Bobby Duncan Jr. over in Japan. Yeah. And he yeah. hit Barry. You know, Barry was the much bigger name. So you know, the Big Show. They they beat Barry. Everywhere else, you know, they beat me. Save Barry for the Big Show. So they hit yeah. Barry with that clothesline, and Barry's got a busted eye, busted cheek, busted everything. <laughs> He walks in there and he goes, Stan. Stan goes, thanks, Barry. And Barry goes, Stan, put your glasses on. Stan put his glasses on. He goes, Ooh, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. It ain't working. It ain't working, Stan. We're not buying yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No. That's exactly it. Yeah. So um, when did you start wrestling? When did you start wearing uh, regular cowboy boots in the ring? Oh, geez. That's uh it's got to be somewhere in about the 83 range, 84. Here, let me show you something. Here, I got something. You know where he's going with that question, don't you, uh, Bill? No. Where? Yeah, he's trying, he's trying to lead to you that you stole his cowboy boot. Yeah, I just stole the whole gimmick. <laughs> Give me Black Mark. Here. Can you see this picture? Yep. Yeah. That's me going to the ring in about uh, 81, 80 in Texas. You look so, like Kendo Nagasaki there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't go into those the big long tall boots and jeans till a little bit later. It would have been 83, 84. And then when I went into that, and uh, you know, I remember that I was out in Atlanta and I I made those first leggings, if you will in Atlanta and wore them out there. And then I came back to Texas with them and just started wearing the jeans and the cowboy gimmick. I don't know, just just kind of fell into it. Yeah. yeah was, that, was that when you started the Long Riders? I really liked it when you guys were the Long Riders. That was a hell of a gimmick for you. Yeah, Scott and I did the Long Riders and we did that just uh, kind of because we thought, well, you know, we both had the motorcycle. Scott had a big white one. And I got, I still have my red one. If you're, <laughs> if John, if you remember the red motorcycle, I still have it. But anyway, we would ride the bikes to the towns, you know, long, take long rides. And I don't know, we came up with the long riders. And so, you know, we kind of went on with the gimmick of the long coats. And I always had the whip and, you know, so. Yeah, you know, the, the long scariest run. thing, Bill, was I tell I tell people this all the time, and talking about how good a worker you were was seeing that pump kick come toward you with regular cowboy boots, because you're sitting there <laughs> going, "He's about to kick all my teeth out of my face," yeah. <laughs> and, and you never tatered. I mean, you never tatered me. It no, was amazing I'm... that you would do that pump kick with yeah. regular cowboy boots and just put the face on there, no heel, nothing. Yeah. Well, I. I... I usually was only always aiming here. I really wasn't going for your face because I knew if I if I tatered one guy, I knew it would be over. <laughs> Nobody's gonna take the finish no more. So yeah, yeah, that was uh and I don't know how I come up with that. I don't even know how I came up with that big boot thing. I don't know. Just hitting the ropes and jump, I guess. John says you stole it from him. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John's finish. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Black Bart. Yeah, Black Bart. He'd be arguing back and forth over that for a long time. Him and the BB, 
the welding. That's the right. Welding. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The brass iron, BB. Yeah. Tell us that. I've never heard that story. What's that story, Bill? Well, his. You know, I had I had the uh, the bull whip, you know, and I was carrying that and shit. So he ended up he got this uh, a branding iron. It's about this long, you know. I don't know. It's about eighteen inches, two foot long, and on the bottom there were two BBs, right? BBs, black Bart. I remember. And that he used to, he'd bring that to the ring and swing it around and crazy, and you know, try to brand you with it and all kinds of shit. But that was just his, a gimmick that he brought. So Bart would sit there. Yep, yep. Gonna have to give him old BB. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stop it, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna. He uh, he's the nicest guy that ever beat up everybody in the world. That uh, you know, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna kick everybody's ass. But he was so nice that he he didn't kick anybody's ass. I don't think. <laughs> Old Bart, I still I still call him. You know, once a month, every so often, make sure he's still alive. I can't tell you how many times Bart told me he goes. Kid, I'm gonna find me a patch of green grass and I'm gonna teach you a little bit of respect. <laughs> <laughs> green grass, give me some green grass. I'm gonna find me I some green grass. <laughs> green grass, that's for sure. Yeah. God. So yeah, he was all he was fun guy to be on the road with. Oh, he had to be. He's just a fun guy to be around all the time. Uh, Barney. Yeah. 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 So so how wild. Were the free birds during that time? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you know, I used to go over to their house. I remember one time I went. You know, when they first came into Texas, you know, I, I'm already there. I always tell Michael that they, he kept following me around because I left Atlanta. I went to uh, where'd I go? Louisiana. He came to Louisiana. I went to. Kansas City. He came to Kansas City. I went all these places, and he seemed like he was going right behind me. So I always told him, "Will you quit following me?" <laughs> oh no, we're here first. <laughs> anyway, he came into Texas, and they, they got an apartment, right? And this is when I remember Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was, and it was during that time. I'd go down there to you know the Freebirds apartment, pick them up, or you know see what they're doing, whatever. Well, one day. Every time I go into the house, there's a little bit less furniture. Hmm. <laughs> One time I, I went into the house and there's the furniture is gone. All of the furniture is gone. And the, the only thing left there was like the leg of a table, like a desk table, you know, or like a kitchen table. And in the ceiling, you could see that the corner of that desk had hit that ceiling because you could, you could see it right into the roof. And then all of the other chairs and furniture was burning in the fireplace. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you wandered around looking for somebody, wake up, whatever, wander in. And in one of the one of the walls, there was a pyramid of uh, bottles of what was that? Uh, Jack. Oh, uh, uh, Jager. Jager. No, it wasn't. It was Jack. Jack, okay, Jack. Jack Daniels. Uh, you know the square bottles, the big right. ones? Yeah, yeah. It was a pyramid from the floor to the ceiling. <laughs> Did they have a front door on there at the time? Yeah, no, you know, it was, yeah, it was just unreal. 
those crazy bastards down there. Yeah, they had they had a good time wherever they went, you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, and then of course, you know, you're one time I would ride with them, and then, you know, of course, afterwards in those days, you know, you had beers on the way home, and of course they had little Jack. I'd be drinking beer, or whatever, and Terry Gordy's, me and Terry Gordy are going back and forth as to who's faster, right? Oh, he says, I kick your ass. I beat you in a sprint. And I said, no, you can't. I'll beat you. You know, we're going back and forth to see who's quicker. So we decide, okay, all right, all right. And we pull over on the highway, right? And we get on the side of the highway and we take our boots off, right? Because you can't run in cowboy boots, right? And so we get down and we both take off and we sprint and we're trying, you know, to beat each other, right? We, so we do, we, we take off. We get down, I don't know how far we ran, and both of us, oh, oh, God. We actually, we peeled the, the skin off the balls of our feet trying to run on the concrete, and oh. So that was that was another beautiful thing. You know? <laughs> so you had you had sore feet for the next three weeks, you know, all trying to beat Terry Gordy down the highway. And, hey, and they're trying to tell Akbar why you have no skin on the bottom of your feet. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get trying to get us to kick somebody in the finish. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what a threesome, man! Those those three guys when they were uh, hooked up together. I mean, that was that was a disaster mm -hmm. waiting to happen. But what talent they had in that threesome! Oh yeah, in the ring, and then you know, but they're all such. They all had, a, they were all just characters, you know, every one of them had a character to them that anybody and everybody can kind of fall in love with, you know, and, uh, you know, so, you know, you got Michael in the lead, you got Buddy who do 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 and then you got, you know, Bam Bam back there, Christ, so. Bam Bam for a big guy, he could do anything in the world, anything a 220 pounder could do, Bam Bam could yeah. do better. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a very athletic young man. Yeah. What, what, how did you get along with Bill Watts when you were over in Louisiana and that and that crew there? Uh, you know, I got along with Bill Watts fine, and uh, you know, Grizzly Smith and and uh, a lot of that. Everybody over there, I got along fine. Uh, you know, some of the some of Bill Watts's fines were like, "What? what are you <laughs> Come on!" You know, you're like. You're five minutes late to get to the building or something, and he wants to fine you 50 bucks or 100 bucks or $500 or something like that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, God. But, uh, you know, I really uh, – I was all right with Bill Watts. He 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 treated me well, too. I mean, he took care of me and, uh, you know. Bill Bill was a very bright uh, business guy. I mean, you know, he's very sharp. He had his rules and regulations. And, you know, if, if, you, if you just stayed within – certain control of those rules and regulations. Bill, yeah. Bill was a great guy to work for and with. Yeah. Mike George was there. Who else was there? God. You know, and Grizzly Smith was running it. Jake the Snake was there. Oh, oh golly. I'm trying to think of the other people. Oh, oh. A junkyard Dog, was you there during the Junkyard, junkyard Dog? Oh, yeah, that Junkyard Dog. I remember tickling him in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> get him in the corner and go like this. He'd fucking just go bananas. He couldn't help but laugh. Couldn't help but laugh. I used I had to work with him in uh down in New Orleans, over in that not down at the big venue, but the, the little armory that was the other way in New Orleans. 
And of course, you know, New Orleans being New Orleans with the junkyard dog coming, I'm in the ring and I hear this, who that, who that, who that, who that think that beat that dog, who that think that beat that dog. And then here comes dog, you know, to that, to his music and his chain, he get in the ring and have, you know, dog was easy to work with. You know, he was great. Yeah. yeah. People just don't understand how over JYD was in Louisiana. I mean, this guy was a legend and a god basically down there. Yes. The crowd would just go as Pat Patterson, banana when he'd walk in the building there. Yeah. Yeah. They would. And then, you know, when, when it was, he'd, he'd be beaten up on you and you get him in the corner and you turn him around. And you just run your fingers into his ribs and go like this. Yeah. <laughs> he he just he, he he'd start laughing and ah! you know he couldn't take it. You know he's just oh, no, no. Yeah. So, it he, it he, had to be it had to be terrifying to start getting heat on the guy because oh, the crowd was so behind him. Yes, yes, it was. You had you had to make sure he got over. And then when you yeah. leave, you, you know, you had to have people walk you to your car because they'd be lobbing rocks from three blocks away. You know, <laughs> coming in. Oh. You never drove. You never drove your own car down in there because they'd rock it to death, man. You had to go rent a car and drive that back down there. <laughs> yeah, the junkyard dog was good. I I, I always liked junkyard. Got along with him easy, yeah. Jeez. You know, Bill, you and, remember the time we were in uh, Japan together, and mm-hmm. they they asked me to do a different finish. There was a guy there. I won't, you know, I don't get an internet fight with somebody, so I won't say his name. But he asked me, <laughs> he asked me to do a different finish because they're going to create a different company, and it was big money. It was big money. The sponsor. Yeah. And and, and I was sitting there and. Basically, what I was going to do is they, if I'd done it, I'd screwed Kendall Nagasaki, who had booked us over there, Mr. Sakurada. And yeah. you're the one sitting there with me when the whole thing was going on. And you go, remember what Brody-san would say. The, the <laughs> one that pays you is the one you stay loyal to. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and we, I, I, I didn't do it. I went out to, into the arena to let them know that I wasn't doing it. They did the whole thing. And the whole thing happened. And you and I were the only ones not invited to the sponsor party that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to let things go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Do you, were you on the Were you on the tour? I don't know if you were because it was kind of after with uh, James Beard when on the two two date. <laughs> yeah, that uh, who'd you mention earlier was a real piece of work. Tiger Jet Singh. Yeah, Tiger Jet Singh. He he was trying to he was trying to start a new business over there too, and on he says, "Oh, you come back on the two two day two two, <laughs> you know, like the twenty second of the month, you come back and you know we'll pay you and all this and you know uh, we just laughed. It was just funny. We made fun of him. Oh, the two two date. My dad take care. Uh, crazy bastard. The two two date never happened. <laughs> no, never did. Never happened. No." No. Were you on the tour over there with James and uh, myself and uh, that we didn't get paid on? The one in Korea I was. Did you go to Korea? I went to Korea once. Yeah, we got stiffed on the pay from uh, the guy over there. From Korea? Yeah. We got we got a, like a half pay one week. It was yeah. – they claimed it was – they claimed it was tax. <laughs> yeah. 
I went over with James Beard once and, you know, they, we had, we went for like a week and there was never anybody at the buildings and we ended up never getting paid or nothing. Oh, no, I wasn't on that one. No, thank goodness. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. And then, you know, at the end of it, it was just, you know, they were driving in uh, to take us to the airport and the bus driver pulled over and he stopped. And, uh, you know, we're all like, what are you doing? We got to get to the airport. He says, nope, not going any farther until I get paid. So he sat there and he had everybody on the bus held captive and they got him his money. And, you know, then he took us to the airport and stuff. But we never, we never did get paid for it. But, you know, whatever. It's just another story, right? Yeah. Who was that for? Wow. My God. I, I've been hit with steel chairs. I don't really remember. <laughs> you and I went over there for uh, Kendo, Nagasaki. Yeah. After Kendo had split with uh, Tenru and formed yeah. the NOW. And so that's when, yeah. that's when we were over there, uh, I don't know, a couple tours or something. We tagged together some, a couple, couple yeah. times. I can't think of this. The guy was a, a, a Japanese little guy who takes pictures. I can't think. Oh, well, doesn't matter. I'll see, I can sit here for all day. As soon as we hang up, I'll come up with the name. You'll remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's my excuse, and I'm older than you, Bill. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, Bill, you know, you've done all these, all these tours over Japan and everything, and now comes the time that you're making that move. How did, how did you get up to WWE, and who, who was the guy that got you up there? I, I know that Bruce... Bruce invented gimmicks, so he invented the goon. You took you took the goon to, oh man, here I go again. I hate that. Are we breaking? <laughs> Jerry, you and your screwy internet. Yeah, you're, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, at that time, that was what eighty three, eighty four. Let's see. No, Bruce Pritchard. He was out there, and he was the guy. I was still in Texas, and there really wasn't much going in Texas, and I was trying trying to get into the WWE because that was like the only territory I hadn't been in. I'd been in all the ones everywhere else. And uh, Bruce Pritchard was out there and I'd call him, you know, once a week or once in a while and talk to him and chit chat. And, you know, one time he, he finally asked me, he said, well, you know, if we did bring you in, what, what would you do? What, what, what are you thinking? And I wasn't thinking nothing. I'm just on the phone. <laughs> I just want to work. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to just work. And I, I'm just sitting there thinking, and it just, I don't know, it hit me in the head. And I says, well, you know, you've had every other athletic uh, sport come into this business, you know, uh, what about, what about a hockey player? What if you have you had a hockey player come in? He goes, oh, oh, he goes, well, you know, what are you thinking? And so I, I just, uh, it was all, off the top of my head on that phone call. I said, well, you know, I can go up, I can go get on a pair of skates, put shin pads, elbow pads, helmet, shoulder pads, whole nine yards and go out there and skate for an hour. I can put that same shit on and get in the ring and wrestle for 15 minutes. That ain't going to even be hard. I said, I can do that. And he goes, well, he says, well, you know, and I says, you know, we'll do, I says, we'll buy some, we'll buy skates, actual skates. And take, they're called, and, you know, take the blades off or the toques, the blades down below this, the boot itself, and take, you know, the, the uh, 
all the boots that back then had that foam, right? And just put the foam in there, take it to a, a shoemaker, have him put that foam on, but have him stack it up about three inches, and then we'll taper it in so that it, when you look at it, it's not a platform, it's tapered in. It kind of looks like the skate with a regular blade on it. It has an illusion of it anyway. <clears throat> and he goes, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, he says, okay, let me get back to you or whatever. Evident. And then he, when he called me back, he says, yeah, I took it to Vince. He loved it. He wants to call you the goon. And I says, the goon it is, you know? <laughs> and so we went out there. I, I went out and uh, we went around and bought the stuff, uh, you know, went and tried on skates and got the, the everything that fit me, gloves, shin pads. The only thing they didn't buy was a helmet. And that's at that time it was fine all of it and i left it with them and i told you know i told them says take these skates to a shoe guy and have him put on the crepe soles and take these blades off and just taper it in so that it looks like a skate with a metal so when they came back with that i mean i got them in the basement and they were perfect and you know you're 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 running on about under the ball of your foot it's about this wide and then it tapers in and it goes into about a half an inch. And then in the heel, it goes out to about an inch and a half wide and comes around. I put them on. It was easy as it's easy for me to get around in them, you know, in the ring and that kind of stuff. So I, I thought this is great. And then you just go out there doing the goon shit. You know? <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. And the boots yeah. looked awesome. You, you'd sit there and you'd throw the gloves down when the bell would ring. Yeah. Well, you had to, you know, that's what the hockey players, you got to throw your gloves off when you get in a fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And the, and the good part was when it started getting over, the crowd would pop on it. You know, they'd sit there and watch you, and then you'd throw the gloves down, and the crowd would pop because they know yeah. the hockey yeah. fight started. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I, I think it could have done more than it, it, it did. Although, here, I got I got, I got got this here, too. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, uh the but I don't know you know I think it was Jim Ross was the was the booker at the time, and I I don't know uh, maybe he didn't like me maybe he didn't like the gimmick I don't know but really didn't get I was only there for six to eight months with the whole thing and you know I guess it didn't it didn't uh, didn't last that long. Yeah, but to your credit there, Bill, I mean, at that time, gimmicks were coming and going, as you mentioned. We had every, every form of, of, as you said, athlete that, that you could possibly have under some type of gimmick. And, and by yeah. far the goon, because I, I, I really enjoyed the vignettes. I think you and Bruce went out to a skating rink somewhere and did a yeah. lot of yeah. vignettes. They were entertaining as hell. Yeah. Yeah, we did. when we got to the arena or got to the ice rink, I thought, well, you know, what the hell am I going to do all by myself? Well, I got there and there was a, there was a bunch of guys out there playing, playing hockey. Yeah. Three on three or whatever, you know? And so here we come with cameras and the whole nine yards. And so, you know, we got them over and talked to them and I said, we're going to be doing this thing. We want to put, you know, so how about if, you know, you guys come down, you're going around me and I'll just tomahawk you, you know, like with <laughs> chop you with the stick or I'll just trip you just blatantly and, you know, take the bumps and all that kind of shit. And they said, yeah, okay, fine. You know, and it was, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't think, I don't know. 
if they anybody ever paid them or anything. I think they just had fun <laughs> doing it. Well, if they were froze, they didn't pay them. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, you know, and so then they, you know, they just had to watch. And uh, I think Bruce told them when it would be on. He says, uh, you know, it'll be a couple of weeks before that's on, but this will be on the show. And so there they were. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. And then just you know, the other thing people always ask me about is. I, and I've told people this, that, um, you remember Henry, Mark Henry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember Mark Henry? Well, and yeah. he, he was coming, man. Yeah. yeah. He was coming in when I was just starting that goon thing. He was very young. And he was out of Texas. Right? And so, I, I don't know, we're in some town somewhere. Obviously, right? But the ring is up, and you know when the ring got up at the matches, the boys get in and try a high spot, or they dink around a little bit. You know, they're not really out there working the whole match. But So I had just gotten those boots I was telling you about and the whole gimmick, and I had it pretty much all on. I didn't have the hockey pants on. I'm kind of in socks with a garter belt and a T-shirt, and you know. <clears throat> but I'm out by the ring, and I'm dinking around, and I, I get in the ring, and I'm hitting the ropes to check out the boots. How do they, you know, how do they feel? How do they work? And I was finding that I don't have any problem with this. This is easy, you know. And Mark Henry, and I don't know, I, I don't know if Mark remembers it or not, but he was in the ring also kind of doing stuff, trying to, you know, feeling out the ring, that kind of stuff. And, you know, he, and so we chit-chat a little bit, and he goes, he says, do you think you could slam me? <laughs> I'm like, um, you know, because he was he was a big boy, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, can you jump on my shoulder? And he looked at me and I said, here, uh, I'm going to run at you and when go down and I'm going to jump up on your shoulder. And if you can do that to me, I can slam you because he had never been slammed. He wanted to see what it was like. Right. And so, OK, he, and he hit the ropes and he came. And I went down, and he jumped right up on my shoulder. I had him right up here, right? And then just set him down, boom. And it was like, even I'm going, holy shit. <laughs> you know? Mark was a big kid, too. He was a big kid, but when I asked him, can you jump up on my shoulder? He says, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I said, all right, well, then I can slam you, no problem. <laughs> up he went, and down he went. You know, I've never, I don't think I've sat in, I don't think I've seen him since then, but you know, I would like to ask him if he ever did, if he remembered it. But I well, remember just him, just him jumping because you're you're a big guy, and on those on those skates, you were seven foot tall. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I was even taller, you know. So you got to throw that leg up. You got to get up there. Yeah, he went up. You know, they had an old video of him dunking a basketball. I mean, Mark was a heck of an athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. So, yeah, he got up easy, you know, and then I just kind of turned and let him go. So, not Mary like Wyndham, Mary Wyndham did that to me one time. He goes, Press slam me, kid. And I got bad shoulders, you know, from football. And I said, I don't know if I can do that. All of a sudden, he's, he's up on my, he, has, he, you know, he did it himself. All of a sudden, he's up yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that, I don't know. I don't know. Do they, that, some of the young guys and the stuff I see, and, you know, I watch, I can't watch. Sometimes I just, I watch, but it's, it's almost like they don't help each other as much as, you know, on a slam, you used to push on people's shoulders and stuff, right? And arch your back. 
so that you could balance the guy. And now they seem to go up. They don't help. Their legs are hanging. You know, and I'm going, <laughs> oh, my God, you know, a little help here, buddy. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But other than, other than that, we've we barely made it through, I guess. We made it. That, that's the important part. We did make yes. it through. We're still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, you remember the trips down the road. I'm sure. I'm sure, uh, Mr. Briscoe, that you've thrown a beer bottle out a window to hit a sign. <laughs> uh, a time, time or two, yeah. There's still some up down on the Highway 60 down there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then pretty soon you can throw them from the driver's side. You get so good, you know. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. the timing that you develop on a road over <laughs> certain skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we just get in trouble for that anymore, can we? It's been too long. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Because I'm going to make a trip in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Mur no. Murdoch used to get hit signs from the driver's side all day long. He could hit any yeah. of them. He could hit the yeah. little markers. He could hit anything. He was, he was yeah. a, a very talented beer bottle thrower. Yeah. Uh, also, with the three fifty seven, you could hit those hit, hit those signs pretty good too. <laughs> I bet you could. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a story that Steve Kern told us, uh, Bill. You might have been here at the time where Barry Wendell and Steve Kern they stopped and they're shooting a sign. All of a sudden, Steve shoots and he hears Barry holler. All of a sudden, you, you remember that old Highway 60, those culverts going down from the shoulder of the highway. Barry yeah. rolling down there. Barry, what happened? You shot me. You shot me. Well, the damn gun, the bullet hit to hit that U-shaped uh, side post and ricocheted yeah. off and come back and hit Barry in the damn thigh. Got him. <laughs> yeah. We developed all kinds of skills on the road, man. Was it Kern? Yeah. Was it Kern that landed in a tree? No, it was Ben Barry. <laughs> yeah, remember, you landed in a tree. Yeah, Barry had that, that little red wagon Dodge truck that would go about 150 miles an hour, and we 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 jumped a damn uh, one of those snuff highways where it took a dip, and all of a sudden we're flying across the highway. There's a big grove that's right up the road from my house here. The trees are gone now, thank goodness. But yeah, <laughs> we we jumped the highway, and we come down, we landed down on top of an orange tree. We got out. Barry shook the damn orange tree, and the damn truck dropped back down. We got it, and drove off like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that. That damn landed in a tree. Yeah, see, John, that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew that story. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. God, you remember going? What was the name of that? Uh, oh Christ. We used to go over there after the, uh, in Texas after the um, sportatorium closed. That one guy was running over in that uh, a dance hall. What was the name of that place? Do you remember it? There was I wasn't in Texas in. that much. There no. was. Yeah. I do, oh, I do remember. Yeah, right next to down from the sportatorium. Yeah. Yeah. It just Eldest thing there. It, it's right. It's right. was played everywhere, but yeah. Right, right I, I never, I never went to those types of establishments myself. I bet you didn't. <laughs> no, it was right down the, the sportatorium, uh, and it was yeah, not a good part of town. No, that was with uh, um. Oh God, he just died. He ran that. Fuck no, God. He lived down in, in Weatherford out there. Anyway, no, I'm talking about another one. It was over in Fort Worth. We used to go down there on Saturdays nights. 
And they ran. Oh, you're thinking of Killer. Killer ran that one. There and that was it. That was it. Yeah. Then there was another one that was run run over in Fort Worth. It was a dance hall that had a big room, and then the the ring was on the stage. And every Saturday night we were over there, you know, sitting in the back drinking and whatever we might be doing, you know. (laughs) Jake the Snake was there, so you know, you know. Things were bad. Yeah, everything wasn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, was a couple, there was a couple of illegal things, yeah. But unbelievable. I remember that place. Holy jeez. Yeah. There was that old bar here in Tampa called the Imperial Room. Uh, everybody used to go on Tuesday nights after after the matches. Yeah. Dust, Dusty, Dusty would get up and try to sing a song. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There, was a, there was a place in North Tampa that we used to go to also. When I was there, young, I can't remember the name of it. Oh well, uh, it was a rock and roll band place, and all, all, all of the idiots were there, you know. So I was right there, front row. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what? What? How? When did you go back to being a manager? One of these, one of these days, you'd be taking a slam off the top rope. <laughs> I hope not. That that'll be one of those old sectional slams, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those strongbow slams, you That's know. That's right. Where I just yeah, kind of pour off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I've, been, I've been going back. I I'm having a lo- I'm having a blast, but I, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know what long term plans are or anything. Oh well. They just keep calling me, and I keep going. Just go. The, the guy, the guy that he's with, that Baron Corbin, what a talented young man he is. Yeah. What a good guy he is, too. Right. So, uh, you know, I, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's a smart guy, really athletic. Former uh, Golden Gloves champion, played a little pro football. I mean, he's a, he's a talented big guy. Mm. Smart guy, nice guy. I, I like Baron a lot. I've never met him, so I don't know. Well. Bill, are you doing any, are you doing any events uh, now, or any of the signing events, or how can guys get a hold of you if they want to book you for a signing event? Well, you know, I I was just out in Charlotte this past year in that big signing event that's in the Charlotte, gathering or whatever it is. The yeah, gathering. yeah, I went there, and then I don't know. Every it's about once a year, someone will bring me to New York, and I'll do a signing, uh, like you know, on an, over the internet. And, sit there and autograph uh you know the the action figures and cards and whatever but show us you know, your action you got, figures again you got you got a couple there what do you got there this is this is the goon character all right that's probably a valuable character there oh yeah oh yeah so i you know you can get them they're they're in uh target and uh and, and what's the other walmart. place walmart they're there. You just got to look for them. And, uh, you know, so I go out. I hadn't seen these. You know, somebody had told me or, uh, that they're making a, you know, they're making an action figure of the goon. I'm like, really? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> anyway, so I go out to do this uh, signing, and I get to this signing, and here's a box. I mean, a shipping box full of these. And I'm like, where, where I've never even seen them. Let me see that, you know. And so I ended up signing a bunch of them, and I asked the guys where do you get them, and blah blah blah. And they tell me, you know. And then when I got back, I pulled out, I dug out that old contract for, you know, 
I got from the WW over there for legends or whatever. And I called the guy and, I, and you know, that guy who answered the phone, he was like, I don't know. I'm just an accountant and la la la. I, I really, I, I don't know what to tell you. And I says, well, really all I, all I want is, can somebody send me one anyway? You know, I'd like that one or something. So ended up, you know, uh, I hadn't heard anything. And the guy said, well, I'll pass the word down and, you know, see what happens. And I hadn't heard anything. I, I go out and I do the autograph signing where I see a box of them full and I autograph them all and they get sent off. And I come back the next day and I said, I'm going to go look for those. And when I'm walking out the door <laughs> to go to the store, in pulls a delivery truck with a box of six of these. And, you know, the very next day, the day I was going to go look for them, they delivered me six. So I've got, I've got six of them, you know, and I just, I just hang on to them, you know, they'll, they'll end up looking like this one from 1985. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I, you know, they're fun. I enjoy them. People get them and, you know, I've had people send them to me and, I I ask them. I keep looking for them. I can't find one. You, I tell you what. Can you buy two? And they goes, yeah. I says, buy two. Ship both of them to me. I'll sign one and send it back to you. And I'm gonna keep the other one. That's what it costs. Okay. <laughs> you know. So, okay. So that's what I did. That's a good gimmick, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Other than that, for just uh, just going along. Are you on? Are you on all the social medias where people could get in contact with you if they're looking for you? Well, uh, they can. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm not really a, a tweeter or any of the other stuff. You know, uh, they can. But yeah, you can find me on Facebook. It's just under Wild Bill Irwin. You know, it's yeah, I R W I N. And, you know, I guess if somebody calls you wanting to get a hold of them, go ahead. If, you know, you find them respectable, you can give them my phone number, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't mind going to signings or signing something. I get mail, you know, from, you know, I, I still think sometimes it's the same guy. He just writes with his letter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he, he's. He wants me to sign something and I sign it. And then my wife goes, you know, he's just going to put it on eBay. <laughs> you know? Well, what the so you know, yeah. Well, well, brother, we sure appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, I could say there earlier, John and I have been trying to trying to get get you on here, and uh, yeah. and Black Bart gave us some contact info, so uh, we're yeah. able to find you. Well, you got my phone number. Uh, yeah. You know, anytime you want to uh, call, or if you want, to, like I said, if you want to. Yeah, have somebody bring me somewhere or do something. I'm open. I enjoy going and talking to the people and laughing and giggling and signing out again. And, and, and it's great to see the, the the fans out there. It really is. I mean, you know, a lot of times people think, yeah, you know, the fans think you don't, you know, you're not interested in being there. But you know, I enjoy the fan uh, interaction, and also, you know, you get to see some of the old timers that you shared yeah. the car with and stuff like yeah. that. It, it, it's a, it's a great reunion time. Yeah, it really is. When I was out to that Charlotte out there, I couldn't believe the amount of people that come through and they've, you know, they've got the whole tag and they've spent hundreds of dollars to get all the pictures and everybody and they come and, you know, they're just happy to see you and they remember you and they, 
they, you know, they know more about you than you do for goodness sakes, you know? And like, so yeah. I, you, you Usually you find it, you, they'll pop a, a match that you completely forgot about that, that stood out to them, you know, and then yeah. you're wow, that, that was cool. You know, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, they'll ask you, what was your favorite match? Yeah, what? You're yeah, right. really six hours of matches. Seven, <laughs> seven to ten times a week, and you want me to come up with a favorite one twenty <laughs> years later? <laughs> right? Jeez. I ended up asking one time, say, "Hey, you remember when you wrestled so and so?" And I go, "No, I never. I never wrestled him." They showed me the video where I wrestled it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm wow. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's just it, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> you know, Maybe that's it, good. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there, there, there is some, you know, yeah, there are good things there. Yep. So, yeah. Well, geez. Well, Bill, hey, Bill, well, thank you know. so much. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. When, when uh, Jerry yeah. said he finally got hold of you, I said, Wild Bill is awesome. And so yeah. thank you well, so I'm, much. I, I live, you know, I live in Duluth, Minnesota, and I'm I'm right on the corner. I'm right in the very eastern or westernmost point of Lake Superior, and there's a big lake out here, and I've got a 27-foot sea ray that I put out there. If you guys come up here, I'll take you out there on the lake in, in the summer anyway. Right now, you summer. Know. Yeah, we'll come in the summer. Yeah, summer. If you get up this way on any of your travels, give me a call. I'd love to come see you or we can meet up or something. Great, Bill. Thank you so much, my friend. Oh.